Turn up the heat this summer. Get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. It's easy and convenient to order, and Cinch brings the tanks to your home on your schedule. Just go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Select your delivery date and drop-off location, and Cinch handles the rest. Now, new customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 when they use promo code TANK10 at checkout. Cinch. Propane Grill Tank Home Delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit C-Y-N-C-H.com offer for details. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 2008's Pontypool, directed by Bruce MacDonald. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, not a huge amount since we last spoke, but um, I've got to get... I don't know, I can't form words. I need to get a frame because I've done a painting. Ooh. Yeah, I actually did it a bit ago, but and then I put it aside and didn't think about it. And then I was like, no, I need to get a frame because nice. it's a portrait of Elvis. Oh, I've not the one that you showed me. Not the one you showed me. You showed me the Jessica Fletcher one. No, I'm, that's the one that I'm working on now. It's yeah. a Jessica Fletcher portrait. I've that's already good. done, done You Elvis. should really sell prints. Elvis, and I'm going to do Jessica Fletcher. You should sell prints. I should, shouldn't You I? really well, should. What you need well, to do is get yourself an iPad Pro and a drawing oh, app. I'm listening, yeah. Yeah, and then you can Whenever do digital prints. Whenever anyone tells me to buy something, I'm like... Yeah, We've literally just had, this, uh, just had this conversation off air about a monkey table. Oh, <laughs> uh, so much to buy, Do you like monkey table? There? Yeah, so much weird stuff. I love it. Like, like say, if I saw a programme about, say finding an ancient Saxon hoard 
I'd suddenly be like, I need to buy a metal detector. And I don't, it's, I like, I need to research this because I need to buy Have one. we not had this and conversation like, about metal detecting yeah, before? Yeah, we've had this conversation We still before, need to go gold panning. Because successfully I have been, like, sensible and not to bought the metal detector. But yeah. I feel like I should. <laughs> Yeah, we still need to go gold panning. We've not done that yet. Yeah. But I guess we can't yet because of COVID. But once we're allowed... Well, yeah. We should go. I, I've got a gold pan. So um, have we. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is oh, like, we're so crazy. Thing. What are we doing? Watch Gold Rush. Watch Gold Rush once. Yep. Go gold panning. Yeah, Rob's watched it more than me, like so... He's in. Watching, He's on board. Watching Gold Rush, though, it drives me mad. I love it because when it all goes tits up and like they get it I really wrong. Does. Todd is always oh Todd like <laughs> there was like oh, I, I connected the 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 trough backwards and so we we saved the stones and we washed the gold away. So that's like yeah two months and of work like, for wasted. God's sake, every Todd. Yeah. Every time they're like, <laughs> oh, we accidentally uh, lost our gold. Oh Todd, you're a piece yeah, of work. Todd. Todd. <laughs> Todd and Todd's dad. I really liked Todd's dad. <laughs> Parker. Oh, Parker. Parker's doing all right now. He's got his own. I'm sure he is. He's got his own thing going on now because he Has was. He? Yeah, because I think he was like hired by somebody else, wasn't he, for ages? Was he? He was like but a since new it went person. To the Discovery Channel. I couldn't watch it, so I haven't kept up with it. Yeah, he was like a new person with whatever group it was, but now he's got his own. He's got his own program, actually. Has he? Yeah. Oh, good yeah. for him. But he makes more money from TV than he does from gold. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's interesting. That's quite ironic, isn't it? I find it when mm. I fail to wrap my head around that gold is our economy. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I find it so weird. It's weird. Like, it's gold is not. It's it's like it's just a metal, but it's incredibly high value to us. And like, mm. why? Because it's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> It's shiny. It's pretty. <laughs> Ooh, sparkly. It's kind of yeah. relatively rare. Yeah. And it's shiny. Yeah. And so it's it's like it's worth so much. It's crazy, isn't it? When you think yeah, of it that way. Yeah. You know when you've had that yeah. thing about like explaining things to aliens. Imagine explaining gold to an alien. Yeah. They'd be like, right. Oh. So there's this rock that comes out of the ground, and it's got a metal in it and it's shiny and we like it and we use it to like get other things yeah you can exchange a rock from the ground for like even just a small piece you can exchange for a house yeah and they'd be like what what are you on about yeah crazy and then because obviously we can't all carry that much gold around We write on a special piece of paper that this is the equivalent words, the of, a, of England. a part of a gold bar. Well, yeah, like the, if the bearer presents this note to the Bank of England, you can receive your gold. So we, and that's our money. Our money is a note that says we could get this much gold if we went. It's to insanity, the bank. And yet isn't the it? Bank really, doesn't have the gold for the amount of money in the world. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. When you really think about it, it's insanity, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, and then weird. Bitcoin, and I'm like, I, I'm not even going to investigate Bitcoin. That's because... that's a whole new kettle of fish. That's weird. But there you go. Uh, is, Bitco- is Bitcoin... Wor- so what is one bit 
Is it a bit? One Bitcoin. Yeah. Is worth. I don't know how much it is at like the moment. Like however much it is. That's the worth however many pounds. But then you could get like bits of a Bitcoin. So it'd be like pounds and pence. Pence. I guess. Yeah. I don't really know enough about it to to know. I don't know. It's the sort of thing where you start looking into it and then suddenly you're like, well, I'm now questioning the fabric of society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, no. Um, it's like, just weird, isn't it? Where did it come from? Who, who, who thought of it? I know. Don't know. I know what I'm going to do. I saw it in a dream. Was it Dale Cooper? Bitcoin. Dale Cooper. I had a dream. Dream. About coins, but they're not real coins. They're digital the coins. Bitcoins. Bitcoins. Oh, so dude. if if I said that I would pay you a bitcoin for like to design me a tent, yeah. So, like how much would you charge? Because it fluctuates all the time. Yeah, it does. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll pay you when the markets are low. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then there's not even just bitcoins. There's like other electronic no. coins for like other things as well. There's like yeah. light coins and stuff and they're all worth different things. I don't I don't, oh, It's I don't a bit know. of a minefield, isn't it? It's very, I just think I don't understand it. Don't it don't spend any money. You can look at it, but I'm just for me personally, I'm like I'm not spending any money cuz I don't have that much money and the money I have needs to go on Metal detectors, gold pans, cameras, cameras, laptops, a new tent. Apparently, I don't. Yeah, I don't have time for Thanks. this. <laughs> monkey lamps, monkey lamps, monkey lamps, and monkey tables, and jewelry. Yeah, jewelry. exactly. All the all the essentials, really. Do all you know the what essentials. I mean? Yeah, taken exactly. Care of. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the people who did invest in Bitcoin are like, my investments tripled in two days, and I'm like, on the on the yachts, sipping the champs. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait till you see my monkey lamp. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not for me. It's a bit of a gamble in it. I don't like it. I don't like things it, like it that. It certainly seems like a bit of a gamble. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a person who's into that kind of stuff, really, so I stick with I, I do money. find stock market investing quite interesting because it's... Yeah. Stuff that people invest in, it seems to be almost like you invest in what you think is going to move. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. invest in, say, like, something that you like. Yeah, yeah. It's what what is going to trend and take off, isn't it, basically? But I, yeah. don't have the, I don't have the sort of knowledge and foresight to plan that far ahead. I, can, I just I can't do it. <laughs> I can barely understand the words associated with it. <laughs> you know? Well, I did watch Wolf of Wall Street. And that so, was... pr- so basically, I know what's going on now. <laughs> I love that film so much. The best bit is when he's trying to get in that car after he's had that lemon. And he's, like, trying to negotiate oh, the stairs. He's crawling down the stairs. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. And then he's, like, then trying to use his foot to open the door. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he's brilliant. He's, a, he's such a treasure. He's such a treasure. He's good, isn't he? He is, I would he's say really though, good. I don't choose to like Leonardo DiCaprio. He just makes films that I like. Yeah, that's like, it. I don't really it? know what he's like in terms of his persona as a person, but the, when he's acting, he does it really well. He does it well. Yeah, he's been in some really good films. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Revenant. 
Yeah. Oh, that bear scene. Oh, it's so brutal. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Titanic. Titanic? I love... See, I don't really like Titanic anymore, but when I was a teen, I loved that film. I saw it so many times at the cinema. It was uh, ridiculous. I'm the opposite. I didn't... I wasn't into it when it came out at mm. the time. And then I saw it, like, years later when it was on the telly. I'm like, this mm. is great. I honestly, like, love Titanic. I stand by Titanic. <laughs> it's very long. It, so long. It, it could be a lot better, to be yeah. fair. It could be a lot better. It's the reason... Way. It's the reason that Event Horizon didn't do very well. Because oh. it was the same. Because it was the same studio, and they were spending all the money on Titanic, and Event Horizon oh, got shortchanged. Good too. I've never seen it, and I really want to watch it. We'll watch. We it. need I think to add it to the list. <gasps> yes. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Spaceship Neil. to Hell. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, Sam Neil. I love Sam Neil. He's great. He should be in everything. Does Jurassic Park count as a horror film? Yeah. Well, we could do Jurassic Park. Let's do it. I'm very excited. (laughs) It's good, isn't it? So, in all the crazy fun that we've had this week, we watched Pontypool, made in 2008, directed by Bruce MacDonald. It scored a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is, a radio host narrates the outbreak of a deadly virus which infects a small town in Ontario. And then... uh, we're going to just pop into uh, Haiku Corner. Did another haiku. Careful what you say. Ontario town outbreak. Shock Jock tells the town. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Going to be in my book. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I love it. I love a haiku. It's great. Yeah, I really liked it. I'd, it. It's not one that was really well known to me but it was kind of on my radar and then I watched it and I was like this is quite interesting it's kind of different to what I've seen it's before different. yeah mm. it's yeah. almost like they could have done it for radio or as a, a, a podcast or well that's online, interesting without the, the visuals that's interesting that you say that because in my facts that I found they actually did a radio play of it as well oh, did they, they made it into oh, a radio wow. play yeah and it's because um, they they'd sort of been influenced by War of the Worlds, you know, when what they mm. did War of the Worlds, and and they did that as a radio thing, didn't they? So yeah, so they did the film and a, a radio play of it, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because radio plays are not something that I have ever listened to or even considered listening to. But no. They could. But it be would really work good. if they're well written. They could be just mm-hmm. as like. Effective. Watchable, not watchable. Listen to as, as a film. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's based on a book written by Tony Burgess called Pontypool Changes Everything. And I, th- oh. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's part of like a a series of books. I'm not sure, but I think there was plans of doing some more stories, maybe around it. But I re- I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I really liked it i did i was at first i was a bit like oh it's a little bit sort of static because they're not really doing anything yeah but then it's a bit of a slow as it got a bit more intense i was like no it is quite mm. sort of engrossing yeah 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 it is a bit of a slow it's a bit of a slow start mm. so well, it only really takes place in the radio station and that little bit in the car yeah that's it it's just him in his car it's like and they then could have done it on stage as well yeah yeah. Maybe not with the 
the um, blood and so that might have been a bit tricky, but they could have figured they, out a way. They definitely could have done. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's really it's really interesting. So so yeah, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll get into it. So it starts with a sound wave that's on the screen, and it's all these sort of words that are kind of nonsensical, and there's all sorts of stuff, and it. And it's um, they were synchronized to the actor's voice mm. who's saying these things. And there's a there's a there's a little bit at the end, and it says something about they're related to each other, and it causes a ripple effect. That's the only bit I kind of got because I was making notes and stuff. Yeah, it was a little tricky to follow and at the I, start. Um, yeah. I thought my sound was like not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, yeah. But it's part of the it. yeah. So then you get your title card and it sort of appears and it's like almost there's like snow in the background and then it says Pontypool mm. and then you get this um sort of radio radio news kind of update that you would hear like on local radio it's like local radio isn't it basically yeah and then we get a man Grant who's in his car. Mazzy. And he's at Grant Mazzy. He's on the phone and he's fuming at somebody and it's uh he shouts at a guy called Rick and he's like, Rick, you're fired and then uh, he sort of throws his phone down and then the phone rings again and he's sort of staring at it for a minute, but then a woman comes to the car and like hits the window is, of his yeah. car and he's like, Whoa, what are you doing? And then uh, she's sort of saying something to him, but he doesn't know what she's saying. He can't hear what, he can't she's, hear saying. what she's saying. Yeah. And then she just walks off and he's like, what? what are you on about? What are you doing? Where, who are you? Where are you going? What? I have questions, but he, he never finds out. So, yeah, we find out that he's called Grant Mazzy because he's got a parking space at the radio station. So he he parks up and walks into this place. And I kept, like... This guy really reminds me of Brian Cranston. He's he's got an air of Brian He's got Cranston. Brian Cranston vibes. He's like Canadian Brian. Yeah. Who's that guy who um he's been in loads of things. He was Doggett in the X Files. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't um, know. Him as well. Yeah. He's reminiscent of kind of the gritty like seen it all. Seen it all over of. it kind of yeah. Vibe man. Yeah. Cynical. Kind yeah, because I kept I kept thinking like I was like it really reminds me of Brian Cranston, but I know it isn't Brian Cranston, but he's got that kind of vibe. I looked him up, but he's been in loads of stuff like what this guy. What this guy over the years. Yeah. Is it? Is he? Is he actually Canadian? I didn't. Uh, did I? I didn't actually notice that, but he's been in a lot of stuff that's filmed yeah. in Canada. So yeah, a lot of Canadian yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like um. Just loads of things, like stuff that everyone has seen. Like loads of people probably seen him and stuff, and perhaps not recalled. Exactly. Yeah, I need to look. At, I need Face. to look him up because I've. I feel like I've seen him in other things. Yeah. So he he goes into this radio station and he doesn't really look like he wants to be there. And he's in. There's basically there's like three of them in there. So there's uh, produce uh, the producer is that. Would you class her as the producer, Laurel? I think she's like the producer, and then there's so. there's Sid Sydney who she's sort of a a producer, and and she sometimes goes on air as well, and it's kind of basically just three of them doing this kind of yeah. local radio, isn't it? But they get him... at this point. I was like, 
this must be at night. I assumed it was yeah. at night. No, it's but mor- it's morning show, in isn't the morning. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's dark. I was like, well, it's just night. Early but morning. It's very early morning. Early morning show before everyone goes to the commutes. So they've got him some nice whiskey. And he's like, brilliant. Yeah, whiskey. Takes that. And he goes in his booth. And then uh, they sort of say, oh, we're going to like scan some. 911 calls over the last 24 hours to get some news, see if there's any any news. It's like local radio news is probably a bit slow. There's not a lot going on apart from Quite like possibly. there's a traffic jam at wherever, you know. So he pours himself a glass of whiskey and gets ready. And I think he, I, I don't know if it's said, but I feel like there's like an implication that he used to be on a big radio station but got fired and he was kind of like a shock, shock jock type and he'd be like you know getting in people's faces and stirring things up and all this kind of stuff so he's sort of saying morning Pontypool we're all here we're taking up prisoners and then he's like I've got my cup of coffee and I was like that ain't coffee it's a bottle it's a lot of whiskey is that yeah. And then he. Like half and, six in the morning. Half six in the morning. That half being said, six. I saw somebody. I saw somebody on the way home from work with a can of beer this morning, and I was just like, "It's seven in the morning." Uh, seven in the morning. <sighs> Unless the only reason that that might be okay would perhaps be if he's one of these people who stays up all night. Mm, and maybe six thirty in the morning is like his evening. Yeah. Oh, you're still out from the, the night show. before <laughs> at seven in the morning. Oof, God, I couldn't do that. So, yeah, so he starts talking. It's like, I had a strange experience on my way to work. It's kind of when I assume when you're a radio person, you share your sort of anecdotes and, and whatnot. I guess it's like us on here. We chat about all sorts, don't we? And he's like, I've had a strange experience. And, it, and he sort of starts to say, like, when is it that you step in and call 911? And that's kind of the topic of today's discussion kind of thing. And then uh, he sort of says that he's got Laurel Ann, who has come back from a tour of Afghanistan, and Sydney there with him. They're the people. And then he sort of says, you kind of get this kind of, he is a bit sarcastic and, and he's like, oh, the, yeah. top, the top story we've got, it's cold, it's dull, it's dark, seasonal effects disorder, there's yeah. a weather front, like nothing's happening, it's boring AF. And then he's and then he's like, we're gonna go to Ken in his chopper. And then he's like, hi, I'm on yeah. storm watch. And you can just tell, like, he's he's sort of rolling his eyes, and he just doesn't. He's just like, he's God's like, yeah, sake. he's come from like a big city or whatever. Now he's forced. He's to in this tiny town. Yeah. Pool. FYI, yeah. Pontypool is one hour northeast of Toronto. Apparently. Mm. Mm, there you go. So if he had like if he was committed to this radio station now he could turn it into something turn it better round. than it was if he was like optimistic that he's kind like oh, of, oh i have to be here i oh. think that's kind of what he's trying to do and trying to shake things up but then they're kind of just saying just report the weather don't go crazy school closures please yeah school closures that's yeah. all people want to know just you know keep it straight down the line kind of thing and he yeah he, you can tell he just he just looks bored and over it but then i think i don't know if it's like he's maybe come to the end of his career as a big shot mm. you know radio presenter kind of thing and now he's stuck in this town and he's over it basically so, 
He's wearing a cowboy hat as well. He's so cool. I love this guy. He's great. Indoor. So I'm, I'm kind of a bit like, do you wear a hat indoors? Because yeah. I have never worn a hat indoors. I've worn a hat indoors. Well, actually, no, I tell a lie. Um, I've worn hats at work indoors. But I've never but that's that's different. That's yeah, yeah. That's, that's different. work. When, it? If you work around food, you have to wear a hat. Don't you? Like yeah. Big, no, I've worn thing. I've worn a hat in indoors before. Indoors. Yeah. Not for temperature, not for warmth, but just, just for to be cool. Wearing a hat, and I'm like, oh, that's never occurred to me to wear a hat indoors. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. I feel like if I had a cool cowboy hat like that, I'd wear it indoors. Because I really liked it. I was like, that's cool. Maybe if you were playing Red Dead Redemption. Put your hat on. You could put on your cowboy hat. Put your Red Dead cowboy. Redemption hat. Put it on, yeah. And, uh, but then later... Make friends with some, some horse. Like yeah, exactly. Make friends with some horses. Do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need to do. <laughs> Maybe I'd get more into things if I wore the right hat. If you hat wore the right hat. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. Like if I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to cook. No, no, no. Put your chef's Put hat on. Put a chef's hat on. And you will be bothered to cook. This is, yeah, this is the thing. This is what we need yeah. to do. Then there's a there's a police report that they pick up of a, a bust and and they're like, oh, some something might be happening but we don't really know what, what is going on sort of thing. So... And then he he's really salty about it and says, oh, it's a sign of things to come. And, and he says, he makes a remark about God, I think, at this point. And Sydney's like, don't make jokes about God. And he's like, basically, they're recording this radio broadcast in a church, actually. So, like, the building they're in is a, is a mm. repurposed church. And she's like, we're in a church, not a dungeon. And then he starts going off on the radio about local oh it's local pot growers have been busted that's what it is and he's like yeah but he kind of goes on this big rant about how they're protecting the crop and and doing this stuff and and, and then it's landmines and death uh, squads yeah, he's trying to get everyone all he's trying to get people up. all hy- hyped up and annoyed about stuff yeah, yeah. Trying to get a reaction out of people and people yeah. are like are the schools closed and then she yeah she's like just do the school closures that's what people want to know just you know keep it light and he ignores her and just carries on going he's, off on one he's like the internet so he it cut she cuts him off and just stops the broadcast and he gets Stop really him. annoyed and then she's sort of saying you know like the shtick you've got might work in a big city and and this but you know we're a local small place and it doesn't here so I think he says that's it. He says that that's what got him fired. So obviously he's been a bit controversial on the air, and mm. they've got rid of him. So he's at this local radio station, and she sort of says, "She's like small towns have gossip. We don't need it." And he wants to shake things up and and make it exciting. And then she's like, "Just do the news, do the weather, and local spots. That's all we need." And he and he sort of. He his sort of thing is he's trying to he says he's basically trying to piss off if you piss off one person who listens they'll tell somebody else who'll listen and get annoyed who'll tell another person and it'll sort of snowball in that kind of manner. Red. Well, that I suppose that is true, but is that what you want? That's it. This whole film. That's it. She's like, we've got a loyal, we've got a loyal audience. We don't need yeah to be a dick on air really we don't need it so don't do it (laughs) but yeah he's 
he's kind of over this at this point and she's like just be less grant massy please just stick to what we're telling you to do and then he ends up going back on the air and he's like oh something's bugging me today and and sort of going on about all sorts of stuff again and then it cuts to a lost cat poster outside (laughs) and then cuts back to he's saying he starts talking about this woman again and like he couldn't hear what she was saying should I have called 911? And then Sydney's making a coffee and Laurel Ann's on the phones and she gets a caller and she looks really confused and she's like, what? What's what's going on? And and uh, I think Sydney's like, oh, Roger's not turned up yet. It's 10 o'clock. Like, he's normally in yeah. by now. That's weird. But, but they don't really think anything of it. Yeah. Well, this always happens. Like, things start to sort of be a bit out of place. And yeah. They just assume nothing's going wrong, and outside it's all raging. It's all kicking off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, yeah, I know. I, I was I was looking at things about like like the meaning of the film, and I was looking at like I, I watched an interview with like the writer and stuff, and I found a thing, and and somebody had mentioned Sandy Hook, which is weird because this came out before Sandy Hook, but it was I think it's. They've mentioned, like, it's like Sandy Hook Lane or something and people have read into I it. I thought I heard that and then I assumed I must have been mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, like, the place where it was, but I think people have read into it as something, but I was like, it didn't even... That hadn't no. happened before then, but I think it's just a coincidence, to be fair. So yeah, if, it, if it happened before... Yeah. Um, presumably it's just a, a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Nice, is it? No. So... Laurel's been on the phone and she looks really concerned about something that's going on. And she hears on... They've got, like, a police scanning radio so they can hear, like, what they're up to in case there's any breaking news. They're not legal, are they? I don't think so, no. I don't think the police really want you listening in, but they're just trying to pick up news, aren't they, basically? Yeah, they just want to know where to turn up gossip. Yeah, she hears that there's a Code 48 in progress. So... Sydney's like, what's a code 48? And they're like, I think she says, it's a hostage situation. So they're like, oh, bit of news. Oh, here in Pontypool. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, right. She was like, don't give it to Grant just yet. We need to see what's going on. Yeah. We need to get a bit more. Don't, don't give him too much information that's crucial. Don't hype him up anymore because yeah, he's already he's up already here. Up here. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's already on like full Hell, anyway, yeah. yeah, so there's a caller on 911 talking to Grant and he's like, well, you know, you could have 911 and then you could have 912 for like grey areas if you're not sure whether you want to yeah. ring up and it was kind of a, it's like almost like a triage for emergency calls so they can decide whether you should call yeah. them or not. Does that exist in America or Canada? No, it was just a guy like suggesting. Here, we've got one one one. If you've got one. a non-emergency police issue, you can just ring your local police station and tell them. Yeah, I don't know if maybe perhaps don't take that as absolute fact because I don't know. But I always thought that. That's what I would probably do anyway. But yeah. So yeah, so so Grant's like being extra salty with this guy, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, it might uh, it might catch on that you should run the world. You're doing very well, <laughs> and then. Uh, he gets this breaking news and he's like, oh, we've got breaking news. Uh, there's been a hostage at a fishing hut. And then he's like, oh, all right. Cut to, cut to Ken in the chopper. 
and then and then he's like, "Yep, there's a there's a little situation. Uh, don't know what's going on." And then he's like, "It's probably drunk ice fishermen." And then he's and then he sort of goes off on one of his rants again, and he's like, "Maybe the police are drunk. Maybe everyone's drunk. Who knows what's going on?" And then he's like, "Yeah, it's been resolved. No one has been harmed." the fishing vessel has been returned or something and he's just laughing about how trivial and idiotic it is basically at this point uh sydney looks absolutely mortified that he's still talking about this as they cut to the chopper and like grant's just laughing because it's ridiculous but she made up all those stuff on air and then she's like no actually what you said was true they were trying to hide it yeah, she's like, she's not happy because one of them's like her ex-brother-in-law who's got a drinking problem. So she's like, I'd rather you didn't make jokes about it because it's not funny. And then uh, and then he's like, oh, all right. And then she's like, Ken's not in a chopper. And he's like, what? What are you on about? And she's like, he's in a Dodge Dart. He just plays sound effects. There is no <laughs> chopper. This is what you're dealing with in this town. And he's like, it is like an aerial view. He sits on a hill and looks down. And he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, what is happening? And then he's like, and she's like, that's what it is. That's how it is. And that's how people like it. Stop deviating yeah, from the plan. It doesn't need to be any more than it is. Yeah. And then, and then he, I think he starts talking about how he doesn't like winter. I think he's got a bit of seasonal effects disorder, he's which is probably. I was going to say, living in Canada, that's not ideal, to be honest, because their I mean, weather's If you're going to do a winter, do it somewhere like Canada, where they yeah. know how to do it well. But if you don't like If winter, you don't like winter, don't live in Canada. Yeah. My si- yeah. my sister emigrated to Canada, like, years ago, and, and uh, we were like, oh, it'd be really funny if we bought them long johns. Ha, ha, ha. What a joke that will be. And then she was like, no, actually, the weather is really cold. They're actually very useful, thanks. And we were like, oh, well. I, remember that year, I can't remember what year it was. It was like five years ago or so. I can't remember. Mm. And um, they, on the, the East Coast, they had such a bad freeze that the power lines all collapsed because they had so much ice buildup on them. And I was really? like, Oof. that is cold. Like, That's cold. I had a train cancelled. Because it rained a little bit here. So yeah. I was just like, how? How? How is that possible? But yeah. Well, in, so I went to Canada years ago and I saw this car driving um, and it had an, an electric plug sticking out of its bonnet. And I was like, that car's got a plug sticking out of its bonnet. And they were like, yeah, that's how they you start your car when it's cold because you can't start if it's... If it's frozen. Like, yeah, frozen. that makes sense. And I was like... That is so like England can't even. That's wild, touch isn't it? Yeah, I know. That cold. Yeah, I know. But there, they're just like, oh, put the snow tires on, plug yeah, in the uh, minus twenty, plug in the thing. Keep we'll just get on with it. Yeah, it's crazy. Have isn't you watched it? Ice Road Truckers? Yes, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's almost as good as Gold Rush. Oh my god, it's terrifying though, right? Oh. Alex Debogorski. He was my favourite. Was he the older guy who kept having heart attacks? I can't remember if he had a heart attack. I feel like he had a heart he attack. Very, he looked very well scrubbed. He was like a fresh-faced, well scrubbed. Oh, maybe it wasn't him then. There was a guy who kept having heart attacks and I was like, I really feel like he shouldn't be driving. I was really concerned. There was a guy <sighs> also okay. called who they called the parrot because he had blue hair. <laughs> I liked him because he was called the parrot. It just made me laugh. 
and the uh, the, the woman the woman was she called Lisa? I think she was called Lisa, like the only woman ice road trucker. And I was like, yay, doing yeah. it for the women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not watched that for ages. Yeah, so she, she uh, Sydney, takes a bit of pity on him at this point because he's like, oh, I really hate winter and, and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, if anything gets confirmed, we'll pass it on to you and then you can take no prisoners on it. And he's like, very good. And then he's like, will you find it funny this time? And she's like, yes, yes, I will. I will I laugh at your I joke. I will find it funny, yeah. Yeah. So he's still drinking on air at this point. And then they're like, oh, that, that story's getting dropped. And he's like, why was it a hoax or something? And then basically they're like, uh, Ken's on the phone. And they pass a paper to Grant while he's on air. And it's like big, big story. And he's like, oh, all right. So breaking news. People are gathered in protest outside... This uh, Dr. Mendes's offices, because apparently he's under investigation for writing unnecessary prescriptions and everyone's outside kicking oh. off. And then they're like, we're going to pass to Ken in the chopper. And he's like, you there, Ken? He's like, yeah, there's hundreds of people around this building and they're all trying to get in. And, and then it, it sort of escalates and he's like, oh, my God, there's been an explosion and people are getting trampled everywhere and it's... People look like they might have died and it's really bad and there's a convoy of military and there's helicopters and then you can see he's getting more and more like scared and he's like, I need yeah. to leave, I need to get out of here and he's he's absolutely freaking out but then they lose him and they're like, oh, oh no, where's he gone? Like, we've not got him on, on air and they can't get back in contact with him so they're like, oh no, this does not look good. Doesn't sound good. Not for poor Ken. And Does, then, it makes you wonder, because it kind of sounds like it could be a joke, like a practical joke, but obviously it isn't, but it sounds yeah. like it could be. Yeah, like, but it's kind of the increasing sort of like fear in his voice yeah. and that they, they, they obviously know what, especially the two women, like they know Ken quite well and they know what he's like and they're like, oh God, like, I'm really worried about it. So there's some people that arrive at the station, this group of singers. The two women are trying to find... A, a solid story so they're gonna like get in touch with the police and stuff and then he's like what the fuck do i do now and then they're like just interview these people and just carry on and we'll you know we'll get in touch with you it'll be fine and yeah interview these just, people and then they're gonna no, sing no, no, a song no, no. they're gonna sing a song and he's like what all right okay and then he's like is that what they want to hear is that what listeners want to hear and then they're just like just do it just do it while we dig it'll be fine so then he's like right okay so we get this group of singers called Lawrence and the Arabians. And I was just like, what is happening? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't quite understand what They were really what odd. Was happening. They were really no. odd. The, uh, the male singer of Lawrence and the Arabians is a cameo by Tony Burgess, the man who wrote the book. Oh. Yeah. And, and apparently, I didn't notice this, but at one point... Uh, Grant Massey refers to the character as Tony Burgess <laughs> and not actually the, the Lawrence guy. So they're singing this song about Arabia, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. He rings... Uh, oh, no, Rick's... That Rick guy's called Grant and he's like, yeah, listen to this. And he basically just holds the phone up at these weird singer people and there's like four of them. 
I think it's just I, kind I of. I wasn't paying enough attention, but I did. Just, I, didn't I think it's just that that's like all. the kind of stuff I that they, like that. the kind of yeah. stuff that they cover, I guess, on on Maybe that was, local uh, radio like station. Show how this is a day in the life of. Is entertained. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know. So, in this in this meantime, they're singing away, and then. Uh, Laurel's like, there's a hysterical woman on the phone. Maybe we can use her as like an eyewitness for this this story. And then it cuts back to this interview and the girl says something about the Nefit Desert and then she's like, I can't remember how it ends. And then she starts sort of repeating herself and being a bit weird. Yeah. And she can't she can't get her words out. She can't sort of articulate what she's trying to say and then they're like right that's it now we'll cut this off but they don't think anything else about it so then they're like we've got a guy who might be an eyewitness for this mob and they're like right keep looking and then sydney's like something weird's going on with that girl i don't know i don't know what's up with her it's a bit weird because i i didn't click that she was part of the story at this point i thought Mm. i was because i didn't know what they were doing i i sort of you just don't Didn't think about it at the time. You just think, oh, they're being a bit strange and that's yeah. that, yeah. And then she's sort of saying that there's eye, there's eyewitnesses, but we still know Ken. We don't know what, what's going on. So then I think they go to, they end up saying, oh, well, we've got an eyewitness. It's this guy called Steve. And there's loads of screaming and stuff and, and they sort of lose signal and this mob's been spotted and it seems to be getting bigger, I think, as well. We need to try and get Ken back to see what's going on. So this uh, this eyewitness says that there's people babbling incoherently, but they don't know why. They've reported 75 dead. Then they get the constable online and he said that at 7am a call was answered to people try to get in this building. And they say a woman, a woman died. There's people repeating things. And then there's a herd of people near the edge of the forest northwest of us and a couple trapped in a car under a mountain of people. Oh, that sounds horrible. That was really scary, that. I was like, oh, that's horrible. Then they're like, oh, my God, BBC is online. The BBC. And they're going live. So basically this guy from the BBC interviews Grant. So the BBC have picked up this story. Something's taking place. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's kind of because you're in this you're in this little church that's doing this radio station, and then all of a sudden it's like outside to the world, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's really weird. But I guess it's kind of part of the the meaning of it. I would think like how things mm. do spread really quickly, like especially now with the internet and stuff. So this guy is interviewing him, and he's like, "Is it true that soldiers have blocked?" the roads in and out of the town and, and all this stuff. And he's like, well, I don't know, to be honest. Because obviously they're in there. They can't see what's going on. And they, they can't find going, out yeah. what's going on, yeah. And then and then he's like, is it anything to do with specialist terror groups? And he's like, I don't think so. And then they're like, is it political? And he's like, what if it's not, what is it? And he's like, well, we don't know. He's like, I don't, well, you I don't, don't know. I don't have an answer yeah, well, for you. I don't know, do they? I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. I'm stuck in this church. I don't know. Then uh, they find, uh, I think Ni- Nigel says, this Nigel from the BBC is like, the riot police have been called in to crush insurgency. And then I just put, you know nothing, Nigel, because they're just spouting rubbish because they don't know either. 
and then uh, it goes back to back to Ken. They manage to get him back, and he sounds terrified. And he and he's sort of saying that the babbling rubbish. All these people. He's like, I don't know what they're on about. They're just chatting nonsense. Send the police. It's interesting. Babbling book sounds lovely. Babbling rubbish sounds awful. Awful, yeah. And he's like, I've seen things that will ruin my life. That's what he says to him. I've seen things that will ruin my life. And he's like, I'm scared. And then they're like, stay there, don't move. And then he's, I think he's in a house. Because then he's like, I'm looking through a cat flap at what is happening outside. And then he's like, I can see. And then they're like, don't. Get, don't get near or anything and then and then he's like they're pulling people out of a van and then he's like oh my god they're biting them Ugh. and 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 it, and you sort of get the reaction of grant and the girls and they all look terrified they're like what is yeah. happening and then it yeah, this is where it starts to get a little bit more intense because up to this point i was like i don't know what's going on and this on. is on but now i was like something is yeah something. this is on the air yeah. as well to everybody and they're like stop it grant don't d- cut it off cut it off. and it and and then Ken's like, oh my God, they've heard, they've heard me and there's this big crash. And then they're like, are you injured? And he's like, no, no, I'm lying in the dark. They crashed through a wall. And then he's like, a kid had no hands. And they're just like, what is <sighs> happening? Apparently, there was sound effects used in this scene from Alien. It was the chest burster scene. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like the hissing blood sound when the, when the alien burst out of his chest, it was used. What a so versatile sound. Isn't it? Also, another fun fact, Stephen McHattie, who plays Grant, and Lisa Houle, who plays Sydney, are married in real life. Are they? Yeah, which I thought oh. was quite nice. How lovely. They seem to have, like, a bit of chemistry about them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. That's why, because they're wed. So wed. She's, she's like, don't put this on air. This is horrible. And then... He's like the kid. The kids here, and and they're like Ken, stay away from them. And he's like they're whispering something. And then and then he's like no. And then something cuts into their radio signal, which is like a foreign message. And they're like we've lost Ken, but there's this message that's being played now. So um, Laurel's like I'll try and translate it. So then they do translate it, and it's like for your safety, avoid contact with close family members. And then it, and then there's all this other stuff, and then it's like avoid English, avoid the English language. Do not translate this message. They've just done Shit. that. <laughs> so they're like, Ugh. oh, okay. So then the phone goes. Basically, they're like, Pontypool's under quarantine. We need to stay inside. We can't leave this building now. So then they manage to get Ken back, and then he talks. He's talking about Mary Galt's boy. Is there because obviously they all know each other in this small town, and he's like, his his bones are broken, and he's making this weird noise, and they're like, listen, and it's like a really strange noise, and he's like, it sounds like there's a child inside his breath, which I thought was a really strange turn of phrase. Grant looks really scared, and it's like a close up of his face just reacting to stuff, and and like considering it's basically a one location film, this and. And you you just dealing with the three people. It's really compelling. Like it's, it's surprisingly, quite intense. yeah, surprisingly you, you compelling. Think something that's that's just filmed in one place. Yeah, about all this stuff. Yeah, that's would, it. Would be would feel that intense, but it does. It really does. Yeah, it do, It really sucks you in. So BBC's going live. Grant's kind of freaking out. So Laurel takes over, and and then. Laurel, Laurel's kind of watching Grant yell at Sydney because 
Like, they don't know what's going on and they're just kind of yelling at each other at this point. And then he's like, I think they're taking the piss out of me. This is all a big stunt. This is ridiculous because I've had to come to this yeah. station. They're just messing with me at this point. Yeah, so he thinks they're just winding up. Like, to be fair, yeah, it kind of could be a wind-up, but it's not. But it does kind of sound a bit the like The thing a is, for all they know, it could be because they've not left the place and he's like i need to get out of here i need to just get out and have some air and sydney's trying to like stop him and say just sit down it'll be fine but to they basically say put some pre-recorded tapes on to laurel and there's something about this missing cat that's that's on because she's like we can't have dead air we've got to just carry on and then he he's sort of just saying i really need to know what's going on and she's like, we're trying to find out. We're trying, you know, we're, we're doing our best kind of thing. And he sort of, he goes to go outside and she tries to stop him and he opens the door, but then they quickly like slam it shut again. And then all you hear is all these people like hammering at the doors yeah. and the windows and Something stuff. You know, a, I like the way that when he, when he got the door open, he was like, just another cold day. Yeah. And then... And then there's like a sea of people. The girl who was like, we got a problem. Yeah, slam the door shut. It's like, just another cold day. Yeah, just yeah. A horde of people coming at him. And then he's like, he's like, where are your kids? And she's like, oh, they're, they're in town. They're like in the city, the miles away. In the city with, with. So then he's her, like, right. Whoever. He's like, right, let's go live. Let's do this. And then there's this like. Yeah, so once- once he knows that her children are safe, then they're like, we and need he to knows that something is actually happening. To help people, yeah. He knows that something is happening, and and he kind of they they go on to this like it's like an in memoriam radio thing, and it's like families killing families killing mm. families, and it's like the mother of this person was killed by the son of this of them and yeah. then it's it really was weird sad, though, wasn't and it? it's like just on and on and on like sydney's quite scared she she let she's like i left my phone in the sound booth i want to talk to my kids because i feel like i need to talk to them right now and then she's sort of asking laurel if anything this crazy happened in afghanistan and she's like nope 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 it didn't and then she says something about leaving the situation that she brought back in her head so like i'm guessing like the memories of war and stuff like that Mm. so then she yeah they're sort of chatting about what they're gonna do and then somebody climbs in through a window and they're like what the hell what what are you doing here well i thought this was one of the people from outside yeah when he's clearly but it isn't it's the it's the doctor so they step they're kind of I think Laurel's listening to something at this point and then she kind of starts sounding a bit strange but she's all right she's at the like, moment. Yeah, she sounds a little bit muddled. Yeah, she sounds like she's got her words mixed up and yeah. she's a bit... But you think, well, the situation's probably not helping and whatever. Hmm. So they're like, right, we're going to get this doctor on the radio because he's here now. So... He came at just the right time. So, yeah, so Sydney's in the sound booth, Grant's in the sound booth, and the doctor's in the sound booth. So they're all in there, and Laurel's outside. And then he says, I think your friend's sick. She's going to start hunting us. And they're like, what? We'll just let her in. Don't be ridiculous. And, And he's like, don't let her in. Do not let her into the sound booth. 
And she just kind of, she sort of tries to get in and she can't. And then she just walks off. Yeah, so Grant's on the air and he's like, right, we've got Dr. Mendes here. He's the guy who's the mob destroyed his building before the malpractice guy. Yeah, that's the one. That's the guy. And he's like, he's hey. He's to have got out. He's like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? And uh, and he's like, I don't know what really is going on. And then it cuts to Laurel trying to get into the sound booth and she's basically just headbutting the sound booth. Yeah. And it literally so, goes... Like, well, she's, she's definitely one of them It turns now. so quick, like, and they're like, oh, my God, what what's happened? And, and he's like, I think she's having a seizure. And then the doctor says she doesn't have a victim, so I'm not sure how this is going to pan out. So... Then they manage to get Ken back on the phone and they're like, are you all right? And he's like, yes, I'm fine. And then he's like, there's crowds passing, chanting something about U-boats. And then he's, and then I think the doctor's like, it's a symbol of the disorder or something like that. And then mm. Ken says, I can't, can't stop thinking about sample. And then he starts jumbling his words and they're like, just stay yeah. calm. Just, you know, you're all right. Just stay calm. So they think he's just kind of, frightened where he is and and the doctor says he what he's just a crude radio signal i think he says and then basically they're like bye ken that's it ken's gone that's that's that so once you start babbling that's it yeah so we weren't there otherwise they'd be like those two have definitely got it so we just chat shit (laughs) we're perfectly fine we don't understand anything (laughs) We understand no words. Um, so he, this is a, this was a really weird scene. So he says he's like, I'm really sorry because I know Ken was your friend to Sydney, and she's like, No, he wasn't. He was a paedophile. I was like, What? What? And then and then she's like, Well, well, he wasn't, but we never let our kids near him. And then she's like, I've known him seventeen years. I've known him a really long time. And then she sort of starts crying. And I was like, that is a really weird thing to say about somebody who that may or may weird. not have just died. Uh, yeah. I was just like... I don't know if it was done for laughs or just for shock. I don't think... I think it's part of... Uh, I think it's part of the whole metaphor yeah, of the just... film, which I, I, I wanted to sort of save it till the end till it's like fully explained. So, so they sort of look in at Laurel... And then they're like, she can't hear us, can she? And they're like, no. And then they're like, can she read lips? And they're like, well, I don't know. And then the doctor says, it's viral. It's not in the blood. It's not in the air. It's in words. But it's in some words. And some words are infected and it spreads when the contaminated word is spoken. And they're just like, what the hell are you on about? So I was like, so at this point, my understanding was, if you hear... An infected word, you catch it. Mm-hmm. I think that's Which what they I, think at this at yeah. this stage. Yeah. So, so then I I, I started re- writing like things that they were saying down because I felt like it was quite important. So, like the doctor says, we're witnessing the emergence of a new arrangement for life, and our language is its host. It could have sprung spontaneously out of a perception. If it found its way into language, it could leap into reality itself, changing everything. It may be boundless. And then I don't I'm not quite grasping exactly. We'll get into what, it. We'll get yeah. into it. Yeah. 
So Grant, Grant's like, I don't even know what you're on about. And then he starts talking about UFOs and he's like, I don't believe in that stuff. And he's like, what are you saying? There's a monster loose in our language. And he's like, yeah, basically. And he's like, it enters when we hear the word and understand it. Then the virus takes hold and copies itself in our understanding. And then they're like, should we be talking about this? Should we even be talking at all? And he's like, probably not. It's quite dangerous. So they're like, right, we'll, we'll stop talking then. But then they're like, but we need to tell people because they need to know that this is how it's spread. And then he's like, well, it's your call, I suppose, what what you do. And he's like, and then he says, I just hope what we're getting out there isn't going to destroy your world, which I thought was quite interesting. And then it cuts to the crowd outside. So Grant's in a quandary. He doesn't know what to do. They've got this sort of background music on. Laurel is fully running at this booth and she's just covered in blood now because she's been oh, slamming herself against this booth. Yeah. Sydney's on the phone to her kids and the dad, and they're they're all right. Uh, Laurel electrocutes herself, and she's still hammering on this. She just keeps hammering against this glass. It's horrible. And then Mm, yeah, it's not very nice. And then they're like, the doctor's like, there's something strange happening to her, and basically she just vomits blood onto this glass, like, and falls down. And then he's like, this is the fate we want to escape. Like, we do not want this to happen to us. And then. I'm sure one of them's like, we need a flamethrower. And I was like, in every situation, you always need a flamethrower. So then I think the people from outside start coming in, but they're trapped in this booth. So they're like, we can't leave because they're going to rip us to pieces. I don't know what we're going to do. So then they start writing to each other because they don't want to speak. So they're like, what do we do now? And then Sydney says... If we throw our voices, will they follow? The doctor doesn't know. But then there's a loudspeaker outside and the message will travel out. So what do we say? SOS. We're here and alive. So then Grant gets a mic and headphones and says, I think he he says like Sydney's alive or something like that. And they basically record that message and play it outside to the loudspeaker. So they're not speaking. There's only the speech coming out of this speaker which draws them outside because they want to follow this sound and then the doctor starts being a little bit weird and then uh sydney just writes out on the wall i think so like let's get the f out of here kind of thing and then the doctor's like it's only english that's infected there's no other language so then (laughs) they all start talking french and he's like she's like francais and he's like pity but i was like you should be all fluent in French. You live in Canada for crying out loud. They make you learn it. Yeah. So then uh, she's like, Alonzi. <laughs> so they go. <laughs> and then uh, they find Laurel. She's dead because she vomited and died. They walk through this station and go upstairs. And one of the singers is still there from the Lawrence and the Arabians. And then they're like, and then she basically goes, Grant, run. And she like fully runs at them, this girl, because she's infected. She got it, yeah. And they have to kill her and it's horrible. And Sydney cries. And then they sort of have this, they're sort of staring at this wall with this cherub on and there's loads of words on it. It's like magnet Mm. words. So it says, leave, always eat meat and gorgeous winter death. It's almost a haiku. It is. Which I loved. 
Haikus, they're everywhere. So in French, they're basically discussing whether they need to kill this doctor or not. And then I think she says, will I need to kill my children? Because she's spoken to him as well. And then basically he's like, we're killing this doctor, but she won't do it. And then the power ends up going out and coming back on again. So then all the speakers are on instead of just this outside one. So they have to try and break this speaker so that everyone doesn't come back in again. Yep. Um, to create this sort of distraction. So the doctor runs to them and they end up shutting themselves into this room. And he goes outside, does the doctor, to create a distraction. So they run away from them too. And then they're like, oh, he's saving us. Like He does like a heroic run out. So it sort of pans through this radio station and it's quiet. And it cuts to them drinking in this room because they're just trapped in this room and the um she writes on the wall that she's killed a girl and she's sorry that she had to do it and then i feel like a a certain amount of time must have passed because then there's writing everywhere on this wall so they must have been like communicating through writing uh grant's listening to the bbc interview and she she starts talking because she's pissed up at this point she's had a lot of whiskey and she's just like chatting and he's like shh don't talk Mm. and then she's like there's no secret escape plan hidden in the words that Nigel said to you and then she's like how do you stop understanding words that's just ridiculous well yeah well just start start discussing bitcoin and then and um everyone in the room will stop understanding words apart from one person that's it one talking that's it yeah yeah so (laughs) she 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 basically thinks that he's going to end up killing her because he's thinking it through about these words. And she's like, you're really overthinking it. You're going to end up infecting yourself with understanding. With understanding. But she starts going funny and sort of mixing her words up and stuff. And he he's sort of trying to say, like, how do you make a word strange? You disinfect the word. You kill the word that's killing you. So you repeat words until they don't make sense anymore. Until they don't make sense anymore. Which yeah. I do a lot anyway, so I'd be fine. It's weird if you say a word over and but over again, it's like making sense. Yeah. yeah, but then he's like, but that doesn't work. So how does it work? And she's clearly infected at this point because she she gets stuck on the word kill. Mm. And that's like the, the trigger word. And, and he's like, kill isn't kill. And then he's like, kill is the word. Kill isn't kill. Kill is blue. And then he's like, no, kill is kiss. Yeah. And then he's like, kill is kiss. Repeat it, kill is kiss. And then she repeats it and sort of snaps out of this cycle that she's in. And then they kiss each other because they're married. Because <laughs> she says, what does she She says, kill me, but kill is kiss. So they kiss each other. And then she's like, I feel better. And he's like, me too. And then he's like, um, she's like, what just happened? And he's like, we just kissed. And she's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I think I cured you. I'm sure I cured you. And he's like, we need to let people know. And he's like, right, we're going on the air. We're doing one last show. We're going to save the world. And And then he's like, basically, we shut up or die. Do we want to provide a genocide with elevator music. I don't know what I did, but I need to try it and try and save people. So basically he's on the air and he's like, 
sort of trying to say is like the words if you understand them they they're infecting you so you know kill is kiss happy is handy sample is stable stop understanding what you're saying and then he's like laughter is walking yellow is a tree like all this sort of all this kind of weird shit and then she's like we're saving the world with shitty haiku and I was like yes I love it I love it so much Haikus. Haikus are the, are the, you know, amazing thing. And he's kind of, people are, he's sort of trying to go through all this noise and there's all these people and then he's like, stop. And then everything goes silent. And he's like, listen to me. And then he's like, I think everyone's dead. And then he starts going on a, you're just killing scared people. That's what you always do. You like dogs, you smell fear and pounce like dogs. Because there's all these like helicopters, I think, they're here. And they think that basically people are killing these people outside. And it's like, what happened today? You took a buzzsaw to the middle and spilled across your anthill. And then he's like, we were never making sense. When Armageddon reached into you, good mornings. It's just another day in Pontypool. The sun came up. And then he's like, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the day. And I'm Grant Massey and I'm still here. And then it's kind of... They're sort of jubilating at their sort of saving the world or whatever. And then you hear this helicopter countdown in French and then they kiss each other and then it's like three, two, one, and then it finishes. So it's like, oh, did they survive? I don't know if they did survive or not. Well, I accidentally watched... I don't usually watch the credits or the ending or sequence of, of stuff, but I accidentally did today and there was a scene at the end... I didn't see this. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's because I got distracted. When the credits started to roll, I stopped paying attention and they just kept rolling. And and I got to the end and there was a scene at the end. Oh. But unfortunately, I didn't quite catch the whole thing. But they, I, I don't know if it was them saying that the characters survived or if it was just the actors being silly and they just filmed it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, have a look. That's interesting. I might have to look at that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I've I've seen it a couple of times and the first time I didn't really sort of get it. But I think my my sort of take on it is it's really, it's really weird. So it especially in this day and age with like internet and stuff, it's how how words are harmful to people, you know. There's people online spouting yeah. hateful speech. Thoughts thoughts can be infectious. Yeah. Like, like, you know how that you, you have that thing where something doesn't bother you? Yeah. And then someone tells you that it annoys them, mm-hmm. and then after that, yeah. it annoys you too, because they introduced And especially with people... That it's annoying. People who have quite negative ideas about things, mm. they can pass that on to other people, and it spreads. Yeah, like, imagine if you were like, I'm really, really excited about my new project, mm-hmm. and then someone was like, that's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. you're like, oh... Yeah, I think it's that 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 was kind of the idea that I got from it, and it's kind of that. How do you how do you shut people down? How do you shut down these ideas that can spread? And it's taking the meaning away from it Mm. when it's like the words don't make sense anymore. And it and I suppose like some people do do that, like with like with comedy they poke fun at things where it's just silly and ridiculous and you know there's sort of this whole movement of 
people who are quite negative towards xyz yeah look at them they're ridiculous they don't have any meaning anymore they're taking that power away from them Mm. that's that's kind of what i got from it anyway i don't know whether it's right but i don't know that's what i I kind of got from it i mean it is a a confusing film yeah it's 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 interesting there was like a destructive because it wasn't like they understood they caught the the infection by Mm -hmm. their understanding of language yeah and it didn't really affect them it was like it made them attack or explode. Yeah, there's like another there's a there's a bit where he said that the people who were infected were attacking other people by going for their mouths because they felt like they had to rip the words out of their mouth. Yeah. I'm sure that was a thing as well and I thought that was quite interesting. So it's is that a sort of people forcing their ideas onto other people, uh, forcing these negative things you know and like especially nowadays with like like this all takes place in a tiny town but everything's so global now with twitter and facebook and everything like you know some some person like it annoy it it really annoys me like people seem to think that people online give a shit about what you have to say like nobody cares like Mm. why do you have to like people feel the need that they've got to say this thing that you know they don't like or or what you like is rubbish, or, you know, like, stuff like that. It's like, no one cares what you think. Like, no one cares what I think. Like, I don't feel the need to tell people, apart from on this podcast, but that's irrelevant. (laughs) But then again, you know, if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, don't. Like, you know. Mm, Yeah. I think that is definitely a thing. If you don't like something... Mm. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't. you don't have to tell everyone that you don't like it. Just like say, say switch you hate it off. Particular band. Just don't listen. Just to don't listen to them. Listen, listen to what you to enjoy. Yeah, it's fine, and that exactly. leaves other people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's it. Not everyone is happy to not engage with something that they don't like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's exactly. Like if you really like something. Engage with it. Get involved with the community. If you don't, don't. Friends. Mm. But if you don't like something, you don't have Just to. Just step away from it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's kind of like I um don't like something. They, I did watch. I watched a brief. Get involved in it. Yeah, I watched a brief interview with the guy who wrote the book, and he said the the uh, the books from multiple perspectives and it randomly relates to itself so it's kind of it was like even I don't know if it makes sense or not and he said the film kind of ties into it instead of being a direct screenplay from the book so okay it was like the zom the zombies that they talk about is a metaphor for like X Y Z whatever but. But then he he sort of talks about the idea of a metaphor of metaphors coming for you kind of thing, which is a really mind bending concept to me. And then he and then he sort of he started talking about predatory speech and how that sticks with you. And I suppose there's a there's a sort of like if somebody is negative to you, you're more likely to remember that than somebody who's positive towards you. Like yeah. that kind of yeah, like that kind of thing. It's bias, 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 bias. As well. Where <laughs> bias? Um, yeah. Like if you say you were 
say you hated mushrooms and you went on the internet and there was a thing on the internet that said mushrooms were bad for you. You'd be like, of course they are. Of course they are. I knew this. And then you'd go further into that subject. Was you went yeah. on the internet and there was a thing saying mushrooms are good for you? And you'd be like, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, That's it. Right, That's yeah, exactly you, it, yeah. You're inclined to think a certain way. You are more susceptible to anything that confirms mm-hmm. that thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and any like obviously everyone has this. Like if I was like you can find gold gold pudding, I'd be like, of course you can. Yeah, exactly. But it's then like if someone told you no, no, you can't. You'd be like, well, yeah, it's just yeah when it gets that you're unable to stop getting deeper and deeper into whatever your your mm. bias is bias. Bias, bias. <laughs> is yeah. yeah, that's it. I, I think. Say that why word. are you saying bias today? Infected. Bi- ah! I've infected. Bi- bias is a tree. Bias <laughs> is a cat. Bias is a photo frame. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm cured now. Excellent. I have done my work. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. I think it's in. It is an interesting concept. I'd give it maybe a four, four out of five. It is a little bit slow at the beginning, but once it gets going, it's it's interesting. It's probably a film to watch by yourself Mm -hmm. when you're like, you just want to watch something intriguing that's different. It's one of them. You need to friends around on a Saturday night and have a takeaway and sit down and watch. Yeah, you need to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, that's it. You need to. You do need to take it in. Just concentrate on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think gore, it's not... There's there's blood, but it's not gory, so I'd give it a one. And a humour, probably give it a one. There's the odd sort of funny bit, like, when she's like, it's what just happened? Bit. We just kissed. I know we did. Yeah, so, certain little little bits. But, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good watch, and it's it's interesting to think about, and it does make... It, it sort of made me think about, you know, what, what you project outward well, like, in the world. If, you, you know. if I told you that a certain restaurant or takeaway um, had a really filthy kitchen, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to enjoy eating there ever again. I would not eat there, no. Yeah, and it's like, well, it might not even be true. I might not have ever seen this kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And yet, from that point on, you're like, oh, I just don't want to even go in that place. And it's like, well, yeah. that was just a one-off That comment, was a passing comment. reduced your dining choices forever. Exactly. So but if anything, if I do know when <laughs> someone's got a filthy kitchen, I tell people. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's it. I think the takeaway is you know think about just think about what you're saying, think about what you're putting out there, and try and be more positive. I think that's an important thing, especially in the time that we're in now. That you know, pe- especially people's mental health is probably not as good as it as it could be at the moment. So. Be kind and be positive. That is my yeah. That is my takeaway for today, everybody. And if you don't like something, you don't need to get involved with it. If you don't like something, just step away from it. You don't have to tell everyone. It's fine. That's my yeah. There you go. That's that's it. My deep, my deep, meaningful deep, chat deep today. Meaningful. I know, right? Yeah. So on that note, yes. Next week. We're gonna do. We're gonna go back to a an old ish film. Ooh. We're gonna do the Blob. <gasps> yes! The Blob. Never seen it. 
I'm excited. I've never seen it, but I really like Steve McQueen. And yes. he's in this as Stephen McQueen. Stephen I've McQueen. Not, I don't know if it, from this point afterwards, the blob, I've got, yeah. I'm infected, I can't talk. Oh and my God. Afterwards, the blob, he was Steve, was he, or something? But Because he was quite new to acting, he was Stephen. Stephen, yeah. It's like... Um, I really like Steve McQueen, but I don't... I haven't seen him in much. I just... The stuff I've seen in there, I'm like, he's cool. It's like... Uh, oh, who is it? Who is it that I've just seen recently? Oh, I know who it is. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. In one of his earlier roles, which we've not covered yet, but he was mm. in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. as oh, was he? As Larry Fishburne. Because I, I watched, I didn't twig for years and I was like, that guy looks really familiar. He looks totally familiar. And then I was like, it's flipping Morpheus. Morpheus is in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Crazy. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, I know. Because actors' names, sometimes actors have um, a different name from, from, from their, their name. name. Sometimes mm-hmm. they keep it the same. Sometimes they kind of use their middle name and stuff like that. Because even there's something... I, to make it if more you catchy, an actor, or... you can't have the same name as another actor or something. Yeah, something like that to keep you sort of as an individual person, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, so for next week, watch the blob. Yeah, will do. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, and we're also on the emails at Wonderful and Strange at Hotmail dot com. And we're also on Buy Me a Coffee. If anyone would like to request a film or get links to our exclusive Twin Peaks chat, go on there, WNS Horror Pod. I'm excited to do the next one of them. Yeah, it's going to be good. Be a bit of Twin Peaks. Bit of Twin Peaks. Good. Yeah. That would sort you out if you were infected. Just think about Twin Peaks and nothing would make sense Twin to you Peaks. ever again. Yeah. I'd be like, Twin Peaks, uh, I'm cured. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we are out of here. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today. 
Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Rev up the fun with all new delicious treats from Edible, inspired by the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe game on the Nintendo Switch system. Power up with Rainbow Road platters and arrangements filled with fresh pineapple stars, colorful swizzle strawberries, and all new cookie sandwiches. Featuring creamy whipped frosting, sandwiched between two handcrafted cookies with rainbow sprinkles on top. For a variety of gifts that make everyone feel like a champ, shop edible.com today. Game rated E for everyone. Game and system sold separately.